and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Today, I want to share some really, really good news. You know, we live in a world where bad news is coming at us constantly, 24 hours a day. Turn on the television, go on social media, and just about any other source that you can think of is uh, directing the bad news at us. And you know, um, some of that news is really legitimate, but let me tell you about the most legitimate bad news. It's this, that as human beings, we are separated from a holy God by our sin. See, all of us have sinned, haven't we? Um, Even holy men and holy women in the eyes of the world have sinned. The Pope, Billy Graham, you fill in the blank there. Everybody was born into sin and everyone has sinned. And even the smallest sin will put us on the outs with Almighty God. It separates us from Almighty God. And that sin has to be paid for somehow or the other. God is a God of justice. He does not let one sin go. It may seem like it. It seems like people are getting away with things today. Uh, But the honest truth is they are not. God takes notice and God will right every wrong one way or the other in His justice. Every wrong will be righted. So... We are separated from God by our sin, and that sin has to be paid for. That's the bad news. But the very, very good news is there is a way. There's a word in the Bible that uh, I love. It's the word gospel. Gospel means good news. And let me put a modifier in front of that. Really good news. The best news ever. You know, um, this journey that we live, uh, that we're on here on earth, this life that we live on this earth is very, very temporary. I am uh, closer to 65 than I am to 64 years old. And it seems like these 65 years have passed so quickly. And (laughs) when I project myself out just a short 15 years from now, that would put me at 80 years of age. Where has time gone? If I live to be 100, 105, like some people do, and I'm not so sure that's going to happen, but if I did, it would be something that just goes by so fast. One writer in the scriptures asks, what is your life? It's like vapor like uh, a mist out of a tea kettle, just up and it's there and it's gone. Our lives are short and we, uh, we put our roots down pretty deep in this temporary life, but we fail to realize that, that and to think about. We don't want to think about the fact that these lives are going to end. They're going to end in death. All of us have an appointment with death. And then the scripture says, after that, the judgment. That means we face a just God. Uh, and and we're going to face a just God one of two ways, with our sins paid for or not. And uh, the good news is we can face God when we die, not if, but when we die, we can face God with our sins already paid for. And that's what the gospel is, the really good news. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 1, Now I make known to you, brethren, The gospel which I preached to you, which you also received, and in which you now stand. And what is that gospel? He says, For I delivered to you as of first importance. 
This is really, really important. He said, here it is. Here's the gospel. This is what I received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. There is the gospel, the good news. Christ died for our sins. Christ died to pay for the sins of all who would believe. He didn't pay for the sins of all because some won't believe and they'll pay for their own sins. They'll face God on that judgment day with their sins not paid for, not taken care of. Here Paul said the really good news is Jesus came to die and pay for the sins of those who would believe. He died and for the skeptic, he was buried. And for the skeptic, He rose again on the third day and He appeared to Peter, then to the twelve, and then He appeared to more than 500 brethren at once. If you're an honest skeptic, if you're a a doubter, if you're a questioner, if you're wondering, that's okay. That's all right. God has broad shoulders. He can take it. And an honest doubter, an honest skeptic is saying, show me. I really want to know. And here's where you would start. If this Jesus really is God, a very God, and if He really did come and become fully man while being fully God, and if He really did die and take our sins upon Himself to pay for them, then uh, He couldn't stay dead. He had to raise from the dead if He really is God and who He said He was, and if He really did what He said He was doing. And the Scripture says that He did, and that He was seen by uh, Peter and by the twelve But it goes on to say he was seen by more than 500 people at once. Do you think that that would be enough evidence in a court of law to prove it? I do. And I encourage you, if you're that honest doubter or open skeptic, open-hearted, open-minded skeptic, I would encourage you to go and and seek and, and, and investigate for yourself. Because God can take it. Well, the good news is Jesus did all of that, and and He did it for us. Um, How does that uh, apply to you right now? Uh, First of all, you've got to understand that you really are in trouble apart from God. The Scriptures say in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, "...and you were dead in your trespasses and sins." Dead. Dead spiritually, separated from God in your trespasses and sins. That's what the Scripture says. Uh, I I just want to uh, camp on that for a moment. I want you just to stay with me, would you? Uh, A lot of people have this kind of idea that that I'm a pretty good person and there's a scale there, you know? And and that scale is, I did something wrong. Uh, lied a little white lie. Uh, I I I uh, maybe stole a little bit of time from my boss, or or I said some some awful nasty things. But but I gave I gave some money to a poor to someone that a poor person in in uh, that scale, you know, back and forth. And when I stand before God, when I die one day, I just hope that that scale is a little bit more over here on the good side so that I can kind of ease my way in. I want to tell you that is a philosophy that's uh, made up. It's not how it really is. The truth of the matter is um, on that scale, boom, it's just like that. 
It's weighing down with our sin. We are way out of balance. We have all sinned. We're all in trouble. Um, the, take the, the, the purest glass of water and drop one small drop of arsenic in it, and that glass is poisoned. And, and uh, you know, no matter how good you think you are, no matter how good I think I am, you know, I can compare myself to other people and say, I'm a better than that person. I, I act better. I live better than that person does. But we're comparing ourselves against the wrong standard. The scripture says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, of God's righteous, holy standard. We have all fallen short of God's glory. We're sinners. We're dead. We're separated from God. And the, the scriptures are very clear that the wages of sin is death. Death is eternal separation from Almighty God. But it doesn't stop there. It says, but the free gift of God is eternal life. Eternal life. I like what the rest of Ephesians chapter 2 says because it's told us that we're dead in our sins. But verse 4 says, But God, but God. Wow. There is the good news. God took time to love us and to care for us and He comes to dead people. Dead people. And and He quickens us. Listen, but God being rich in mercy because of His great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive with Christ. God came and He reached down and He made us alive. And it says in verse 8, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's not anything you've done. It is a gift of God. Even the faith that you exercise to believe is a gift of God. That's the love of Almighty God. But God manifested, showed, demonstrated His love toward us. Romans 5, 8 says, God demonstrated His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Most famous verse in the Bible, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only unique Son, that whoever believes in Him would not perish, would not face judgment, but would have eternal life. That means that we would have a quality of life that says, I am back in right relationship with God forever. And that's what God meant for us to enjoy. And so you see, um, it is not of works. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 9 says, Not as a result of works, so that no one will boast. Nothing that I could ever do could could balance that scale. Nothing that I could ever do. All of my works fall short of God's righteousness and holiness. The only way that you and I can be in relationship with God is to be totally holy. Now, you know on a practical level that's impossible. But because of God's gift of forgiveness, and when He forgives us, He gifts us with the righteousness of Christ. The Word of God talks about that. He who knew no sin, Jesus, became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. You see, it's the great exchange. He takes our sin and pays for it. He gives us in return His righteousness. And so when God looks at us on that judgment day, after we die and we stand before God, when God looks at us, He sees only righteousness, the righteousness of Christ that's been uh, applied to our life, that's been credited to us. And it's a total gift, nothing that we did. You say, well, 
Well, Mike, how can that happen? Here's how it happens. You acknowledge the fact that you are a helpless, hopeless sinner on your own and repent. The Apostle Peter on the day of Pentecost preached a sermon and his bottom line was this, repent. Repent means to turn in your mind and in your heart and in your attitude and in your actions. To turn away from your sin and your own self-efforts and to turn to God and to open your heart and accept His free gift of forgiveness and to uh, and turn your life over to Him as the Lord and the Master of your life and Him and Him only. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. There's not two or three ways. There's only one. So you come to Him. Turn away from your own efforts. Turn away from your sin. Turn to Him. And, and He will, when you come honestly and sincerely before Him, He will forgive you and He will give you His righteousness and He will make you His permanent child. He will give you eternal life and He will never take it away. If that is you today, will you turn? Will you turn? Will you give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ? Uh, Don't depend on church membership. Don't depend on some catechism you've done. Don't depend on some act of baptism or any other thing. Turn to Jesus Turn to Him and trust Him and Him alone. I hope that you will. If that happened, would you send me an email at sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. And let me know, and, and I would love to follow up with you. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.